Welcome to Tigers in 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Off the Boards. I'm your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me now is former Memphis Tigers running back, receiver, kick returner, pretty much anything, and now NFL draft hopeful Antonio Gibson. AG, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing? Doing wonderful. So first things first, you just got back, just got done with the Senior Bowl, uh, led the South in rushing by pretty much every measurable when you look at pro football focus and how they grade. You were one of the uh, top performers and one of the top graded players. Uh, how do you describe that experience of going down to the Senior Bowl and, and performing as well as you did? Um, yes, being me, uh, I've been doing it since I was young. Uh, not much of a, a change, just uh, picking up on uh, inside run, pass pro, you know, just stuff I wasn't accustomed to doing at Memphis, but uh, first couple of days, you know, I kind of got the hang of it, and you know, come game day, uh, was, I was comfortable with it, so I was just able to play. So you you mentioned a little bit about you know picking up in pass pro and and doing more running back stuff. So going into the NFL draft as a running back, how has that changed your philosophy on tra- training and preparing for uh, you know the combine if you get invited? Uh, potentially pro day and and the NFL in general. How has that changed your preparation? Um, nothing at all, really. I mean, you know, I'm here training for the combine, and I mean that's that's just you know they want to see your forty, they want to see your bench. Uh, so that's not much change from what I've been doing, except for um, I've been doing position work with uh, running backs, and you know that's just picking up you know tracks and steps and uh, keeping my shoulder pads low. So that's probably the only adjustment really. And um, you know, come pro day, I'm pretty sure they'll have me. I don't know if they'll have me do both, but I'm sure, I'm sure they will. So you know, that's I already, I feel like I got the wide receiver down, so that won't be much of a deal. And then with me uh, learning the running back, so I feel like I'll be able to uh, perform well at both. So I'm sure you obviously expected a lot of yourself. I know you're confident in your abilities, and rightly so. But I think a lot of people were surprised about your performance over the weekend because you did play running back at Memphis some this past season, but you came in as a receiver. Uh, you played primarily receiver. So, uh, you know, how cool was it for you to be able to go in and and really turn some heads and, and show people what you can do and how versatile you really are? Um, It felt good, you know. Uh, but to me, you know, football is football. Uh, I, I label myself as an athlete. Um, you know, that's being able to move anywhere on the field. Uh, I've been doing running back since I was, I've been in high school. Um, you know, I never just got into it to where I was like, you know, learning how to line and I'm moving and, you know, reading fronts, you know, that's something new for me. Everything, all that is new for me, but, you know, I'm picking up fast. Um, I think it showed on, uh, it showed this week that, uh, last week, well, that I, um, I can do it. Um, I can do it at a high level. So, you know, it's, it's just good to be able to, um, show people that, you know, I've been doing this, um, you know, it's something new to them, but not me. So, you know, it's it's a good feeling, I guess. So like you said, it's not new to you. It's something that you played in high school. Um, but last year you, you didn't really carry the ball and, and you really didn't play much. And I know you've talked about it a lot and a lot of it had to do with, you know, actually getting an opportunity, but you also took some time to learn the playbook coming from JUCO. Um, and to me, you know, being somebody that's really studied the game forever, the most important attributes for running back, it's it's not the speed, it's not any of that because everyone's fast. It's the vision, being able to see things develop. 
Uh, did you even surprise yourself a little bit this year with how well you were able to see the holes and the gaps develop and how quickly you were able to hit them, or did you know that you had that running back ability? Um, I, I, I didn't know I had it. Um, I mean, ever since I was young, um, not to brag or anything, but, you know, I always seem to have kind of plays, and it's just like, how did he do that? And um, If you want, you know, you go – it's just one play. As soon as you open my highlight, I don't, I can't – I think it was senior year. It was my first play on there. You don't even have to watch the whole thing. You just be like, wow, how do you do that? Like, And, uh, you know, I just always had that vision and uh, skill set, you know, to uh, make something happen. So, you know, it was nothing new for me. Um, I, I had it when I came in. You know, it did take me some time to learn the playbook to about the beginning of the season. But once the season started rolling around, I was comfortable with it. And I was just out there playing uh, without having to worry about the plays because I had got it down. You know, like you said, it just was a – a chance of an opportunity I mean, you know I had to wait patient for that and, you know it ended up well so I think the if I recall correctly I think the first game that you really saw carries was against Temple and obviously the breakout game against SMU came later in the season uh but how excited were you uh when coach Norvell and the offensive staff kind of told you that hey we're gonna we're gonna let you run the ball and still play receiver and do a little bit of both how exciting of a moment was that for you I'm um, very excited. You know, through the week I was getting um, some reps in, uh, in practice. And, uh, you know, I had a, I think I had a couple good runs, and I was like, man, I, I missed this, like, because I haven't done it in a while. But, like, I, like nothing like nothing had changed. I, I probably ran high, like my shoulder pad level was high, like something small. But, like, I seen the hole, I hit it, you know, I bounced out. I ran, you know, just a little extra yards in practice or whatnot. And, uh, but, like, me uh, doing that, you know, I enjoyed it. And uh, I remember uh, smiling and just going back when they were uh, to the sideline, like, man, I missed it. So, yeah, I, I was super excited. So, I want to get into the season a little bit here in a minute. But first, I want to talk about that SMU game because as far as single game performances go, there's not many in the history of college football that were impressive as that game that you had. I mean, as a as a receiver, as a running back, as a returner, I mean, you f***ing dominated that game. all The whole game. You took over that game. Uh, when you reflect on that moment and that kind of puts you in the national spotlight and that kind of introduced you to not just, you know, Memphis fans already knew who you were, but it introduced you to a national audience. How do you look back on that moment? Is that is that just a, a fond moment for you to look back on? Um, Definitely. Uh, you know, that wasn't planned. You know, uh, of course, my real plan wasn't to uh, just, you know, overfeed me. Uh, I feel like things just started um, just going my way. Uh, I capitalized on it. Uh, I would definitely always look back on that because, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. that's kind of the start to, to where I am now. Uh, I had an opportunity on the, like, just just things that just came into play, like it being one of the biggest games, game day, one of the biggest games for our, um, for our program, you know, national TV, uh, just, you know, all the spotlight just, you know, showing on us and for me to have that game was just, you know, that was a blessing for sure. And then the run you had late in the game that, that really kind of sealed the game for you guys and kind of sealed the win. Um, it, I mean, it was almost an earthquake in, in the Liberty Bowl. It was it was an incredible moment. The fans went crazy. I mean, you I think you made over half the defense miss on that play. Uh, walk us through that play and, and what was that moment like for you? Um, I feel like it was late in the game. You know, they don't want to tackle, but uh... – Definitely, like, if, you, if you're if you going to come to me with, uh, you know, the on tackle and, you know, you're not really trying to uh, drag me down, I'm not going to fall. Uh, I'm always going to fight for extra yard. That's just, that's just who I am. Uh, you know, if you ask me right after the game, I didn't even know what I did. I think they asked me when, we was, when I was in the media thing, 
And uh, I said, all I said was, uh, Patsy told me to put the ball on my uh, outside so I could stiff arm. I used my stiff arm and I bounced out, and then I ended up seeing it, and I seen all the little spinning and stuff. I was like, man, I didn't even know I did all of that. So I feel like that was just instinct, maybe, uh, getting in the moment. So uh, it, it definitely was, uh, that was crazy right there. I can't even explain that one. And then I'm sure another special moment for you was, was catching that late touchdown pass uh, to win the first outright conference championship on that on that screen pass. But leading up to that is even more impressive because when you look at what Kenny Gainwell did this year, he was an incredible running back, one of the best running backs in the country. And the coaching staff chose to go with you in the backfield on that last drive, and you really carried the team down the field. Um, and that's that was obviously a special moment. Like I said, it's a first outright conference championship win uh, against a good Cincinnati team. So what was what was the mindset for you? I, I think I've heard you talk about it before, but what was that mindset on that last drive, uh, that game winning drive? Um, previous drives, you know, we weren't moving the ball. I think we were going back and forth. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, I'm not much of a talker, but uh, you know, it was it was a big time game. Uh, I finally spoke out. I don't know if you heard me, but I was like, Coach, give me the ball. Uh, and I kind of told my teammates coming out, I was like, we're not leaving without the uh, trophy. And, um, I mean, like, just not not even trying to be rude, but I was just like, Coach, give me the ball. And, uh, you know, he, he asked me a question if I was open on the last drive, and uh, he ended up putting me in the backfield. And uh, I just had that mindset that, that wasn't nobody going to stop me. Uh, that's, that's how that drive ended up being what it was. Because, uh, like I said, I wasn't going to have nobody stop me, and they didn't. And then moving on to the Cotton Bowl, I know you guys ultimately didn't win that game, but I know from being there the, you know, for three or four days for the whole weekend and and at the game itself, it was it was really an incredible moment for this program. Probably the the number one moment for this for this program as a whole, being able to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, walk us through a little bit what the emotions of that week were like and and what it was like to be on a stage like that. Um. So good. Uh, just just to know the um, the things we did with the team, you know, just the, uh, the group of guys we had in the locker room, and to be able to do it with them was just uh, amazing. We had a great year, one of the best in our program history, won championship, going to the New York Six, you know, just all leading up to um, a great moment. Uh, that week was just uh, fun. We got to spend time with each other, and, you know, towards the end of the week was uh, business time. Um, I feel like we put our hearts into it um, on the biggest stage um, that we that we played on. And, um, you know, it didn't, we didn't get the outcome that we wanted, but uh, definitely a memory that I want to get. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. And then when you look at the next chapter, I know you've been obviously training and preparing for the for the combine and for the draft. Um, and then, like like we mentioned at the top of the show, just came out of the Senior Bowl. Uh, what what is this like? What is this next chapter? What is this what does this look like for you? And how exciting is it to be preparing to potentially be an NFL player in a few months? Um. One step closer to my dream. Uh, ever since I played, you know, uh, that's always been a dream. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't necessarily to be an NFL player, it was just to be a professional athlete. Uh, basketball was kind of my first love, but, you know, in high school, I kind of put in perspective of the average height of a point guard was like 6'4", and, uh, you know, they was dribbling and shooting. So, you know, I kind of put that to the side. I still played basketball, but kind of put that to the side, and I started focusing more on football. So towards high school, you know, ever since then, that was kind of the dream to be an NFL professional athlete. You know, some of the things was to take care of my family. Uh, we always made ends meet. Um, you know, my mom and sister always sacrificed so much for me. So I just want to make uh, life so much easier on them. And, uh, I also, I love the game of football. Uh, I want to be known as one of the best athletes. So, you know, with all this going on in the process, you know, I'm just one step closer to making my dreams come true. You talk about having that dream and, and, and wanting to have a better life for your family. And I know from being in press conferences and from speaking with you for two years now that that you've always pointed back to your mom and sister as your driving force. That's what's driven you, you know, through high school, through JUCO and, and now through Memphis and into this process. Is that what sparked this outbreak this year? Because I, I, I know your confidence. I know you know, from hearing what you've said, your mindset going into the season. But but like I said, you, you didn't have that opportunity last year. And I think you even said that you weren't ready last year and you needed more time to develop. Is is feeding your family and your mom and sister, what what drove this outbreak of a season for you? Um, I just always carried a chip on my shoulder. Uh, last year I felt like, you know, I did need some developing, uh, but I feel like I got all that before the season started. Uh you know, uh, you gotta you gotta learn quick there. Uh, you know, I feel like I learned as quick as possible uh, with Coach Novell's playbook. And, uh, you know, I don't blame nobody. You know, uh, lesson learned, but uh, you know, I wouldn't change anything now. But uh, just uh, you know, getting through that part was uh, just you know, my mom and sister always talking to me. I had some friends talk to me, and um, they always helped me out through the process. You know, uh, always told me what I needed to hear, not what I wanted to hear. And, um, you know, that was a good thing for me. And then just, you know, going into that next season, I just had that chip on my shoulder. Uh, I felt like I didn't get what I deserved the year before. So uh, I grind, uh, I put in the work, uh, didn't say too much. And, you know, I kind of seen something and it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big deal. Like some people let it get to them. But like I said, I don't take things personal. Uh, I was, I had some homework to do. I walked in on the computer and I seen something that said, AG, um, possible red shirt. Um, that was just another thing I had added to that chip on my shoulder. Uh, I just went to work like nonstop uh, practice. You didn't have to tell me to to go harder. Uh, weight room, you didn't have to tell me to go harder. Uh, it all paid off. I have to imagine, you know, with everything that you've done throughout your career, that that you've had to make your family proud up to this point. And you know, really, what what do your mom and sister tell you now? Because like like I've mentioned multiple times now, I know that they've always given you good advice and that they've always wanted you to succeed. And and now that you really are about to take that next step and be able to accomplish your dreams, what you know, what kind of things are they putting in your head going through this process? Um, I mean that they always be there for me, no matter no matter the outcome. If I make it, if I don't, they always be uh, proud of me. Um, you know, I'm about to graduate college. I think I'm I would be the first male 
on my mom's side, maybe. My sister was the first first to uh, gra- graduate college. I think I'll be the first male to, to graduate. I'm not I'm not sure if that's completely accurate, but I be you know I'm I'm up there to like one of the few. So um, they always been proud of me, and, you know, and they always tell me I'm you know it's not over yet. It's, it's far from over because uh, they know what I'm capable of. So. You know, it's not it's not a stopping it's not a stopping point for them to uh, just be like, oh, you made it. No, it's it's, it's always you're not done yet. Uh, stay humble, um, be true to who you are, and uh, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. I think you said it great there with talking about graduating because I think even nowadays with the you know with the more than more than an athlete movements and stuff like that, which I think is huge and very important. Because I think everyone that that plays sports collegiately, professionally, is more than an athlete, obviously. And I think education gets lost at times. So, you know, how exciting is that for you to be able to say that, you know, if you're not the first male, that you'll be one of the first males to to graduate in your family from college? Um, a lot. Um, I haven't always been a school guy, you know. But, um, you know, it finally uh, hit me uh, that that is important. You know, coming out of high school, I was a non-qualifier. So, you know, it took me some time to realize how important school was. And that's nothing to lie about, but yeah, that's, that was a process for me. And, uh, you know, I finally finally got it, and, uh, you know, to, to I'm one class away from graduating, which I'm taking now. Uh, you know, that's that's one more step uh, closer to one of the dreams that I got. Uh, so, you know, just marking them off the list as I go, um, you know. Yeah, my future. When when you look back at your football journey up to this point, and obviously I think there's still a lot left for you out there, especially with with the draft and everything coming up. But when you look, you know, going through high school, and like you said, you were a non qualifier coming out, had to go the JUCO route, uh, grinded two years through JUCO and two years at Memphis, and then you had your you know your breakout season last year. I know so many guys, and I've talked to so many guys that never made it out of that JUCO route because anybody that knows anything about it knows how much of a grind it is. Uh, the facility, the facilities aren't the same. The the coaches aren't the same. Nothing's the same at the JUCO level. So when you reflect on that that full football journey, how do you explain it? Just walk me through a little bit, you know, from high school to now, briefly, uh, and and really how difficult it is to go that route and make it to the point where you're at now. Um, how difficult it is. Uh, it was very difficult. Um, it, it was plenty of times, not plenty, but a couple times to where it was just like, man, do I really want to play football? Like, is this really what I want to do? Like, it was that tough. And, um, you know, coming in, you know, uh, Juco also taught me some things. Uh, I feel like I got my work ethic, work, work ethic from Juco. Um, coming in, I didn't necessarily have the best. And, uh, you know, it hit me quick when I realized, like, everybody was trying to get it, like, everybody trying to improve, you know, their lives and things like that. And, uh, and they and they came to work, and I had to learn quickly. I had to put in the uh, work, you know, to improve myself because just talent wasn't going to do it. And, uh, I had to learn that quick, and I did. Uh, you know, it was a fight. Um, I think a lot of people, a whole a whole lot of talent come through there. And, uh, you know, some of them just couldn't handle it uh, to the – to where practice was too hard, or they were homesick, or they just felt like it wasn't for them. And, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it was tough. And, uh, you know, I feel like that was another obstacle I had to overcome, and I did. So moving along to to Memphis and what's left, they you know they obviously were not left with a bear cupboard. There's still a ton of talent there, especially when you look at the offensive side of the ball. Demonte Coxie coming back, Brady White coming back, Kenny Gainwell. I mean, there's 
really pieces all over the field. So what do you see in store uh, for Memphis football moving forward? Because I know you have a lot of close relationships with those guys. Um, a whole lot of greatness. Uh, that's 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 a tough class coming back. I feel like uh, we did lose a lot, but I don't think they lost too much. Uh, you still got Brady White, quarterback, Demonte Cosby, Calvin Austin. I feel like Corey Airman would do a, a good job um, showing off. Uh, have not been talked about at all. Uh, I feel like he can be a, a good help to the program. Um, you know, you got running backs, uh, Kenny Gainwell. Um, you got Drake stepping up. I feel, I feel like it's going to be – there's some Juco transfers coming in. I feel like this is going to help the team. Uh, you know, it's a lot of uh, change in the staff, but uh, I feel like Coach is still leading them in the right direction. I feel like they're going to have another good season. Uh, since you've been on the team, I know you've been able to see multiple guys come back, even guys that you played with. I know Tony came back, Daryl came back. There's multiple former Tigers on the sidelines. Um, and if that's in your plans to be a guy that comes back for some games and stuff, how how exciting is it to think that you can be one of those guys that you potentially looked up to when you get to come back and, and be there for games and, and talk to some of the younger guys? Uh, that would be incredible. Uh, just seeing them come back, and, you know, you know they're getting all the love. Are we on the sidelines playing? You know, they're showing them on the uh... – uh, Megatron, Billboard, or whatnot. Uh, just you know, getting that love. Uh, I feel like that'd be incredible. You know, coming back and supporting your brothers, and uh, you know, seeing them do great on the field, uh, seeing them get one step closer to uh, to their dreams. Also, so I'm, I, I definitely will be one of those guys to come back, uh, make it or not, uh, to support. So, that, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. That was former Memphis Tiger Antonio Gibson. AG, good luck with everything, man. It was awesome to watch you ball out in the Senior Bowl, and I think pretty much I can speak for everyone in Memphis that that we're excited to see uh, what the future holds for you, and, and good luck on draft day and through the combine, man. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers in 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.